welcome to Wheel of Time Fancast. I will be your host for this evening. I thank you, or this morning, or this afternoon, or however it is you choose to digest this, or whatever time it is you choose to digest this podcast. I am your host. How is everybody doing? Anybody who's listened to the previous iteration knows that I have tried this a couple times and not come out as well as I thought it would, or haven't been able to keep up as much as I would have liked. But now, in 2021, why not do it and do it fresh? So, we are once again starting anew, and once again explaining myself and how I plan to do this. It's an interesting situation to be in when doing a podcast about a book series that will soon enough become a television series, and the interesting part of it is not having somebody to bounce off of. It's interesting because it's only your own mind that has the ideas of what you're talking about. So if you argue any points, you're kind of arguing against yourself and you're not having somebody who's going to throw it back and forth, which is a contrast to a lot of the other podcasts that I listen to in this Wheel of Time family. You guys are amazing. You do a lot of great work. And the dynamic is so interesting, especially when expressing the ideas of their viewpoint of the books and different scenes in the books. Also, another aspect of this in my book overview as I go through it is kind of the way I write notes, the way I take notes, the way I remember the stories, the parts I remember, the way they come in. Because I've read this series originally uh, nearly two decades ago I started reading it. So... To think back and remember parts in a different way because of the age I was and because of everything I was going through then. And it's just a very interesting dynamic to take at it. But if you've been here for the other versions, you know that sometimes you just have to reintroduce yourself. And this is it. I'm Jerry. I will bring along my own perspective into this world that I love and enjoy so much. And I will try to do my best to get across how it is that I feel depending on the scenes and where we go. And how it is I feel about certain books and how they carry the story or didn't carry the story so well. And certain characters. And I'm going to explain how I remembered it versus how I'm actually viewing it now. Because memory has a very weird and dynamic way of popping into my head. I explain it to my fiance all the time that I don't remember things in the same sequential order that you would think you should normally remember it. So if it happened in 2005, I'm not going to remember it as 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. I'm going to remember it as the moment. I'm not going to remember the year. I'm going to remember the moment and then grapple with that in my memory and link it to other moments that come up at any point or at any time. And that's the kind of the same way that I do my note-taking with the book. I I have to take a picture of this and post it on my Instagram, which I'll have you know is Wheel of Time Fan Cast. So, 
you know, I am, it's just, I gotta take a picture and I gotta post it, because once I do, you'll understand why it is my mind works the way it is, and why it is, <laughs> I jump so much sometimes in the things that I do, because it, it's just going back and forth so much, and it's just a natural way of my head doing it. I have nothing else for it. It's just, that's the way it works in my brain. So that's the way that my notes go. That's the way that I get across my ideas. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy sometimes. If you think about it. Because there's, you would think it would be more sequential. Like you would remember A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. And then go through the rest of the alphabet. And then be able to break down when you get to each part. In my head, it's even when reading it, I don't remember it in ABC order. I remember an A, G, Q, Z, because it pops out at different moments. Like something that happened in chapter one may not mean so much in that chapter as I'm reading it, but it comes up for my head in chapter six. And I remember it more and stronger from chapter one. And I do that a lot. But, yeah, the notes I take are very slimming at first. Cause, because of the thing, and I feel like i got to explain it more. Because of the way that I read the books and I go into them and I think about them, there aren't always moments where I'll sit there and I'll take notes, even though... There should be, because if you're going to do a podcast, and one of the things you're going to do is you're going to talk about the books and talk about what the books do for you and how the books make you feel and the different aspects and different scenes that pop up. That's also another thing. These are all scenes in my head. I'm not reading it and it just gets read and then I interpret what I was reading. And I know somebody who takes little notes by each page as he reads either. And it's cool that they do that and they're able to, but I'm reading it and as I'm reading it, the picture of how I've already imagined each character from their description pops up into my head and you could literally say that the words become part of the creation of the movie reel or as it will be a TV series, a TV series that pops up in my own brain. So I'm literally seeing the reading and the scenes happening. That's why there are actually times when I'm reading the books or any books whatsoever and I'm reading it word for word what's happening but I won't remember technically what I read or each aspect of it but I'll remember how the development of the interactions between the characters and how the scenes hit and how different parts were, you know, done as a visual thing in my own brain while my eyes are literally reading the pages that are in front. I don't know if I got that completely across, but I hope I did. I hope I explained it well enough. But I'm honestly seeing a movie of a book that I'm reading as I'm reading the book and seeing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it very interesting times because sometimes I will fade into the words 
and I will go through different parts and not realize that I'm not always as thorough engaged as you would think I should be, but I am honestly fully engaged in my brain from the words that are being put into and reading in my own head as I go through it. And that's what happens with my notes. That's why there'll be, like, when I take a picture of this, it's going to be kind of crazy. But I'm turning the pages in. All right. So when I started reviewing or going through the first book, and I, I, I would write down the chapter names, and I would take little notes. Like, in here, if you... Let's start with Eye of the World, because I'm going to give a little bit as a as what will be pictured for future podcasts that will come out now weekly, I hope, if I do it right. And I'm not going to have, like I said, some chapters will have a lot more detail from what I'm able to take notes of versus some chapters where I don't find myself as interested in what's happening or I'm so enthralled in what's happening itself that I'm not taking the notes as much and I'll just describe where my feelings are of that moment. So like even in the first, you know, the, the before chapter with Dragon Mountain, you have the introduction of some of these older characters with, you know, with Louis Theron, with his wife, with um, Shaitan. You know, you have all these characters that are being introduced in this scene and this walkthrough that you're getting and this 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 broken man that you're seeing just in that alone even though I should be writing down every little portion of what's being shown the fact that there's so many things that are being broken apart in that scene so many things that you're noticing that are happening to him as he's trying to find his wife and explain to her what's going on and then you come into realization that he's gone a bit mad and his madness comes from what he's done and his wife is dead but he isn't fully understanding that she's dead and then you have the other the antagonist of it knowing that he's done something wrong he's trying to pull him across to that wrong point because he's already broken half the world with what he's done wrong but then you have Lewis there not understanding this. And in his lack of understanding and his madness, he breaks the world even more. And he creates and he's trying to separate himself because in the back of his mind, he is seeing the things that he has done and wrought on the world and just destroyed by his own hands while at the same time not accepting them enough. So he's calling for his wife who is dead because of him. And for his friends who are dead because of him. But none of that is notes that I've taken. None of that is... None of those are aspects that I have written down to remember to be able to talk to you guys about it. That's the explanation of what I go through when I read. It's These books are so visual already. And so are so many fantasy and sci-fi books. And it's the reason that I enjoy the genre as much as I do. That you take those words that they so, you know, eloquently build on. And then you give it to somebody like myself who then 
scopes a world in his own mind as he goes through it that even 15 years later i remember some of these chapters like i was reading them the same day or just read them the day before and i'm rereading it or something and i find that with a lot of books that i read that that's how engrossed i get in what's happening so just that you know in that first part there's so much happening at once. You have the introduction of two opposing forces, but so linked that their opposition isn't everything that makes them in Lewis Theron and Satan. You have these two characters who are supposed to be the yin and yang, but you could honestly say that they could be the yang and yin. It depends on which way you want to decide to look at it at that moment. And you take this character that you're being shown to be as good and pure and happy. And then introducing introducing what's happening around him and what he's done and what he's destroyed. And how much he's broken himself on top of breaking the world. While the little devil on his shoulder who's there standing next to him telling him you're going to come with me at some point. is just there trying to explain you're broken. You're destroyed. Now come with me because that will be better for you. And he doesn't accept it or he doesn't know it. And then at the very close to the very end of this reading you have him realize you're the bad guy. You're the reason that I am this way. It's because of you. She's dead but it's not. But he still remembers who the other person is. He remembers what the part of him is. And then you take a step back and see him just explode from full-on realization of everything that he's done and everything that's happened. And I can see all of that. Oh my God, do I love seeing that. And I think anybody who loves this series loves that part of it. I also think one of the biggest things of now rereading it so many years later that's going to come and is going to be so much fun and is so much fun is the little things that I may have missed because when you're younger you sometimes don't detail your readings as much as you'd like. You're like you don't put yourself as much into them as you would think you do. And now that I'm older I find myself noticing Noticing little things that are happening, little conversations, remembering how they interact, remembering these different things, and remembering different perspectives, because I have finished the whole series. I've read it from first book to last book, and I love it, but now with the, the ideas that I have in my mind of what the first book was when I read it then, and what the last book was when I read it then, and now rereading it. You see the little nuances and plays and interactions and back and forths and oh, it's just a beautiful aspect of it. So now what we do here is hopefully I bring you along to what I view in this and how I love this and how I see the perspectives and hopefully at some point. I'll have enough people who want to not just interact on that, 
but will give me feedback on why my view might be wrong at that moment, or it could have been seen from a different side, or what I missed, or what I didn't, or anything. Interaction is probably going to be the most fun part. But this will be officially the first. This is pod number one. A re-reintroduction? No, I'm not going to do that. That would be dumb. But this is pod one. This is the FanCast pod one. This is Wheel of Time FanCast with me, Jerry. I appreciate anybody who listened before, anybody who picks it up now, anybody who gives me a chance to get out my side and hopefully interact and converse and build up a community that's already there. It's a great one, but build up a chance to have this interaction when the series comes out because I I can't wait. I cannot wait. And I know there's so many people that can't wait either. So I thank you. I appreciate you. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.